Hello. Hello. Welcome to Dog Eared Podcast. This is Ashlyn. And this is Shane. Welcome to our second episode. We just... This is our third time recording. <laughs> <laughs> so bear with us. We are recording this for the third time today. We are talking about a new book, but we did want to say thank you to everyone who listened to the first episode. We had almost 50 listens, which is way more than I thought that we would ever imagine having. We also had somebody listen from Germany, so shout out to whoever listened to to us from Germany. That's awesome. So Yeah, that's definitely probably about... 49 more listens than I thought we'd get. So I really, I had to repeat Ashlyn here and say, I also appreciate the listens and the feedback we have gotten from family and friends. And we encourage you to leave us reviews and comments and let us know what we're doing, how we're doing. Follow us, subscribe. If you can turn on notifications, we're going to put out episodes every second Sunday. So yeah, this one's coming. Well, you're listening to it now. So it's already came out. So hi, listen, (laughs) listen to it for the next one. So what are we talking about today? We're talking about Fourth Wing by Rebecca Yaros. This book kind of took TikTok by storm. It it blew up. It's very polarizing. A lot of people think that um, this book is really good. They really love it or they absolutely hate it. They think it's garbage. So I personally thought it was good. Um, let me read the synopsis for you. 21-year-old Violet Sorengale was supposed to enter the scribe quadrant, living a quiet life among books and history. Now the commanding general, also known as her toughest talons mother, has ordered Violet to join the hundreds of candidates striving to become the elite of Navarre dragon riders. But when you're smaller than everyone else and your body is brittle, death is only a heartbeat away because dragons don't bond to fragile humans. They incinerate them. With fewer dragons willing to bond the cadets, most would kill Violet to better their own chances of success. The rest would kill her just for being her mother's daughter, like Zayden Ryerson, the most powerful and ruthless wing leader in the Rider's Quadrant. She'll need every edge her wits can give her just to see the next sunrise. Yet with every day that passes, the war outside grows more deadly, the kingdom's protective wards are failing, and the death toll continues to rise. Even worse, Violet begins to suspect leadership is hiding a terrible secret. Friends, enemies, lovers, everyone at Bazgaith's War College has an agenda because once you enter, there are only two ways out, graduate or die. Oh, very just common (laughs) ending for anyone's academic career. Yeah, graduate or die. I mean, yeah. Could you imagine going to college and that was our only two options? (laughs) No. (laughs) That's terrible. Maybe I would have done better. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe if you had that pressure, maybe you wouldn't have. I probably just wouldn't have went. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have either. So, yeah, so Rebecca, she has written a book here that I'm going to go ahead and tell you now. Me and Ashlyn really adore. Uh, Rebecca is an accomplished author. She has been recognized in great reviews from Publishers Weekly and Kirkus. She's been on lots of notable literary lists out there, and she's won a couple of awards. So she is very accomplished. She's also an accomplished military wife of 20 years that is wow. awesome, and I think it's something you can really pick up in this book, as it has lots of, it's a military school. They're there for more or less military training to become dragon riders, and, you know, I think that was, it really put a puzzle piece together for me when I read that yeah. she had been a military yeah, no wife. Um, her and her husband have six kids, wow. the last of which is a foster daughter, so that's, that's also awesome. So I thank them for their service. I think that's awesome. And yeah, so I think she's done a great job with this book. Yeah. 
So a little bit more about fourth wing. In this, there are four riders quad or four quadrants. Um, one being the riders quadrant, which you kind of spend the most time in. Then you have the scribe quadrant, the healers quadrant, and the infantry quadrant. We do want to warn you if you are listening to this and you have not yet read the book, please don't listen yet. Um, we don't want to spoil anything. We are going to be talking about the ending, some big parts of the book that are kind of stood out to us, and we just don't want you to be spoiled by anything, but we do want you to read it or listen yeah. to it or enjoy it. Yeah, pause us, go do that, and come back. We'll be here. We'll be here. We want your listens. <laughs> so did you it. have a favorite part? I did have a favorite part. I, normally, I would do a favorite quote, but I didn't have a physical you didn't have a physical copy. I didn't have a physical copy. There we go. <laughs> so I listened to it as an audiobook. My favorite part, though, was so, as in the synopsis you read, Violet has dealt with being what she says is feeling frail all of her life. She did have a disability that she's been dealing with and she's still dealing with um, in the book. But, you know, I saw her getting there's a small dragon that shows up. It's you know beautiful it's a rare type of dragon but it's small and i thought well that is the dragon this mm-hmm. character is going to get and continue the story of her having to overcome adversity which is not bad storyline sure not bad but it's we see that that's that's yeah. very common protagonists have to struggle yeah and then i also thought there's this big huge badass dragon that shows up and he's like the biggest dragon i think in and the kingdom. the history, yeah, yeah. of the calling. So, I'm like, well, either she'll get him and then that'll be, you know, she'll be this, went from being, as she would say, nothing to being ultra powerful. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, that'd be fun too. Then, plot twist, she ends up getting both those dragons. Both of them. And she is, therefore, a certified badass because no one has ever had two dragons before. Normally, you get one, and you're lucky if you get to keep them, and yeah, there's a whole lot there. Yeah. So, that was my favorite part, because I thought it was a branch off from what we normally see with the protagonists, of them having to either struggle or them getting some huge bump ahead all of a sudden. Yeah. So, everybody in the Riders Quadrant, like Shane said, everybody bonds to a dragon, and she gets two. I think that was probably my favorite part, too. I think that was just really telling of the story and overcoming things and kind of setting it up for the rest of it. But I did have a favorite quote because I looked them up on Goodreads and decided this was my favorite. I also listened to this on audiobook and then bought it on Kindle and read the last quarter of it on Kindle and then finally found a physical copy after searching forever. But my favorite quote is, there's nowhere in existence you could go that I wouldn't find you violence. And this is said by Zayden Ryerson. (laughs) So as I was reading in the synopsis, it kind of does go from a friends to enemies to lovers kind of arc, more of an enemies to lovers kind of arc. And in this, Zayden and Violet kind of form this relationship and he calls her violence during one of their sparring sessions. He decides that he's going to call her violence and it kind of sticks. A lot throughout the book. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That is that is her name. Her name is Violence now. I mean, you could flip through this book right now and probably find on every third page her him calling her Violence, basically. It kind of just sticks. But I think it's a cute quote. I mean, they do have a cute little relationship. Now, this book is a fantasy romance, but I don't think it's really too heavy on the romance. I mean, I do mm-hmm. like the aspect of the war college. It's kind of, you know, Hunger Games meets Harry Potter meets, I don't know. It's it's a lot. I think it's... Yeah. 
I, there was something else that I thought of earlier that it was kind of like, but I can't remember what it was, but it's very much a fresh take on kind of like a fantasy school, and I really like that. Divergent, divergent Divergent, series. yeah, divergence. Divergence, divergent? Divergent. Insurgents is Insurgents. the second is book, I think? Or another book in that. Third. Okay. So, <laughs> I think that's it, yeah. But, yeah, I really enjoyed this book. I enjoyed it as well. I will say, I'm not a big one for romance novel. And I enjoyed this book. It, the romance is an important part to the story, but it is not the story. So I think, and I think it's used well. Um, many people call this book formulaic. I, mm-hmm. I, there are obviously parts of it that are formulaic. What book is not at some point mm-hmm. formulaic? There's mm-hmm. always a formula. But I think overall, like the synopsis, for example, like all those things Ashlyn talked about, a book cannot be boring <laughs> when it has to cram in all of that stuff. And Rebecca did a great job of hooking you in and getting you involved in the storyline. Absolutely. It was awesome. And I have to commend the narrators of the audiobook because they did a great job in selling the, the words. It, it mm-hmm. was really good. There were definitely moments where I rolled my eyes. <laughs> Flashback He's to the talking first. talking about the sex scene. <laughs> not even just that, but like just talking about the relationships. Not even like romantic relationships sometimes. Even just their friendships. I was like, okay, this is some glucose gluttony <laughs> to <Flashback>. quote <laughs> from the first episode. But um, overall, though, still a great solid read. And I've already pre-ordered the sequel. So that tells you anything. I definitely enjoyed it. I have not yet, but I did see on Amazon <laughs> where it was $18. Yeah, I wish I had to saw that price before <laughs> I ordered it. But is it's it fine. Did yours have the spread edges? Yeah, it's going to be the first edition, limited print, sprayed whatever. edges, whatever. I think this one has sprayed edges, too. The next one is called Iron Flame, and I don't know if this is going to be a duology or if it's going to be a series yet or not. I don't know if that's been announced, but I'm definitely excited for the second one. The first copy or the physical copy that I have of the first book is beautiful. It has this mm-hmm. beautiful map in here of all of Navarre. It kind of lists out all the different provinces and stuff, and then in a couple pages in, it also has a nice map of the school itself so kind of how it's all set up wow this is a lot of pages in uh, kind of how it's all set up uh, with all the different quadrants kind of separated and i think it also shows the parapet it sure does and it shows where they go to when they go to get their dragons and where they the flight field yeah and everything it's just yeah, a it gauntlet um i think when this inevitably becomes a movie or tv show whatever's destined for it, I think they have a lot to go off of from Rebecca. Who would you have played the main characters? So I would say (laughs) that Miss Olivia Rodrigo from High School Musical, the series fame and an accomplished recording artist. I, I see her as Violet. I, I don't know. I haven't seen her act. I haven't seen anything she's been in, but just on aesthetics, I think she fits it. Now, mind you, I always pictured Violet as being dark-headed for some reason, even though in the book it is very clear that Sorengales are silver-haired. They're all silver Well, doesn't she have dark hair with a silver spat, like a patch? Like a birthmark? Does? I don't know. I think that she has like just a silver They come across some enemies and they're like silver-haired one. Yeah, because she's got the silver in her hair because there's a birthmark. So maybe I'm not far off. I don't think you're far off. I don't know. I see Olivia doing it. And then Zayden, her enemy turned lover, 
I see Jacob Elori taking on that role. I think, I mean, it's very Nate Jacobs coded from Euphoria. So I think it yeah. just makes sense. <laughs> I, d- I agree with that, but I disagree with your Olivia Rodrigo. I think that Maisie Williams would be perfect for this. She's petite. <laughs> she is small. She's a great actress. She is a great she, actress. I feel like would kill this role as Violet Sorengale, and I think that would be interesting to watch her in this. I I agree. I think I don't think that's a bad option either. I want Olivia and Maisie to both audition. Let's see who wins out. It's gonna be Maisie. Well, definitely. They should have us cast the movie. <laughs> so did you have no? <laughs> they <me>. would because <laughs> right past it. <laughs> we would not be good at casting a movie. Well, that's true. We would fight about it the whole time. Well, did we're you not ha- fighting about this. You just keep cutting me off, though. <laughs> Did you have a favorite review? Oh, I had several, but... Um, start with your one star. My one star. These people, you know, this person hates this book. I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm just going to be very blunt about it. But they spent a lot of their time and energy writing a review about how much they dislike this book. So, their first... This example here, it starts off with zero out of five... Gold star emoji, hard eyes emoji, OMG, this is the worst book I've ever read in my entire existence, three exclamation points, and then like the love emoji, which is the face with the little smug smile and all the little hearts <laughs> around it. So like, if you just skimmed this looking at only the emojis, you would have thought this person loved this book. Unhinged. But unhinged. They go on to talk about um, little puns. Violet's last name is Sorengale, and she goes, get it? soaring gale because dragons soar on gales that's so clever <laughs> i love the sarcasm here i love it and um she goes on and she just you know it's yeah uh my next part of this this review and it's this is what really sold me on me picking this one is her writing is entirely ya and juvenile except for the horrific mm. car crash level sex scene that happens 80% into the book. <laughs> what a sleigh. What a sleigh. I cackled when I read that. That was such a funny way to word that. I love the creativity in these reviews. Even when they absolutely are ripping the book apart. They still take the time to make great analogies. But you said in one of our oh, other recordings that you were listening to this at work. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, chapter 31, 32. It's it's further into the book when they the like the major they finally seal the deal. The major sex scene and I was absolutely and completely caught off guard by it. It the, the rest of the book there is up to that point there's really no like sexual things happening in the book and then all of a sudden there's a whole chapter just about Zayden and Violet finally doing what they've been wanting yeah, to do for so long. she's also, like, thirsty throughout the book. Oh, she's yeah. She's thirsting for him. Like, throughout the whole book, oh, she's, yeah. like, you can tell in the very beginning that she's gonna, she has her heart set on him. And yes. this is kind of building to this. But you're right. In that chapter, it's just kind of it just body parts. Throws it at you. you. But just body parts. Sure does. <laughs> and so, yeah, that really just, it really just, I was shocked to my core. No, not because. Here it is. I just turned to the page, actually. <laughs> It was just so unexpected in the fact of how detailed it was. Yeah. 
What was your one star review? <laughs> um, sorry, I was looking at the book and one of these sentences just kind of popped out at me, but it's it's not for young ears. So I'm not going to read that. So my one star review, let's see here. Who had a gun to the head of everyone who rated this five stars? I mean, they didn't hold back. Solid question. Who had a gun to the head of everyone who rated this five stars? They did not finish it, though. They shelved it as DNF. See, I don't think you should get to make a review when you don't finish a book. This has 1,800 likes, though. (laughs) 1,800 people like this review. I also have another one, too. It says, it just says, Zayden wears skinny jeans. And that's literally could be a quote from the book. Because I'm pretty sure that they wear skinny jeans as a part of their uniform. Mm -hmm. Yikes. Well, did you have any good reviews? Yes. So, let me find it. This person, they they love this book. Absolutely. They go through and give a little review of each character. I wish I was that committed to making review, writing reviews. I just, <laughs> I give my star rating on Goodreads and I keep it moving. I, I don't have the attention span to sit here and write all this. But this person really captures how I felt in a lot of ways. You know, the book was a roller coaster of twists and had me so hooked from the start. Not once did it feel boring or like I should just skim something. And for once, I know the hype was so worth it. And I agree. I agree with that. It was, it was a roller coaster ride and it was fun. It was exciting. I wanted to keep listening every time. Ashlyn raved about this book Mm -hmm. when she was listening to it. And that convinced me just, just to get my, redeem my little, credit and get my little audiobook and start to listen and I I enjoyed every bit of it. Moral of the story is I'm really good at convincing people to do things. <laughs> Scary. <laughs> That's a good review. I agree with that. Um my five star review, I think I've lost it from earlier, but let's see if I still have it up. Oh no I still have it up. Okay, so this person says if y'all see me on the news tomorrow it's because I broke into this author's house and tried to steal the manuscript for the sequel. I can't even begin to describe the attachment and love I have for this book and its characters. It's one of my favorite books of all time now. The author really wrote the most heart-wrenching, emotionally loaded, appetite-terminating sentences and said, deal with it. In a few words, this new adult fantasy romance is set at a war college. There's dragons and there's two main opposing sides that hate one another. I think you can see where this is going. Yada, yada, yada. She also... She also breaks down the characters of Violet and Zayden and even says to Zayden, I've never read a man described so damn sexy. I don't really know if he was described that sexy, but okay. He was in the fact that they said, in the book it said, he was sexy. (laughs) She just spelled it out for us? Precisely. Oh, well. Let's reread it then. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think this was a really good book. I mean, it had it has its flaws. It is kind of formulaic in some parts. I don't like in the physical copy how it's kind of like choppy. I don't know. Have you looked through this at all? Uh-oh. But it's kind of like the way that the chapters are set up. Some of them start in the middle of a page. Oh, I don't like that. Or maybe it doesn't. Maybe it's just because of that huge quotes there and it looks like oh. it's... Maybe I'm just wrong. I didn't read the physical copy. I had to search high and low for this. I listened to this on audiobook and then read it on my Kindle. So I really enjoyed it. I'm going to have to get the sequel and kind of see where everything goes. We didn't talk about the ending. Oh, we Were you it. shook about the ending? I called you. I <laughs> was driving home. I had actually been with Ashlyn that evening. And I was driving home and listening to the audiobook in the car. And I wrapped it up. And it was... I was... 
gobsmacked. I think I'm using that in the right the right context. Sure. Um, and I call Ashlyn, and I'm like, Brayden's alive? And I, having no idea what he's talking about, I go, who's Brayden? I have no idea who Brayden is. He calls me out of the blue. I, we had just hung out, and I was like, who's Brayden? But go ahead, sorry. No, you're fine. I, yeah, I, uh, you know, I get ahead of myself all the time. So yeah. Ashlyn being confused about what I'm saying is not shocking. Um, but I was like, Brayden from Fourth Wing, Violet's brother. She's like, oh, oh, yeah. And I'm like just going on and on and on. And Ashlyn, I think, was just reveling in the fact that like I was having a very similar reaction to what she oh, did. Yeah. yeah, definitely. It was such a shock that he was alive. It, I feel like it definitely set up the book for the the next one coming. I mean, I feel like we're going to see a lot more of the rebellion and everything else about that. But I was totally shocked that he was still alive. I I had no idea throughout the whole book. That was totally a plot twist that I did not see coming. I did not think that he was alive. I thought he was dead this whole time. I mean, a lot of the yeah. enemies part of their romance was Brayden's dad or Zayden's dad had killed Brayden, or so we thought. And I think that was just shocking. I was shocked. It really complicates things that he's alive. It does, in, com- in good ways. Though. Several ways, yeah, yeah. I would say they're mostly good, but I mean, her already complicated relationship with her mother, I mm-hmm. think, is now because does her mother know that he's alive? Right. Does she know we that she's have- part of the rebel? He's part of the rebellion. Like, there's a lot of the the whole world that we don't know anything about right. yet. And I definitely think if she knows he's alive and that he's part of the rebellion, he's as good as dead to their mother. Yeah, definitely. And then now so is Violet, too, since she's also, you know, a part of that as well. Someone refers to their mother as a Karen. They call her Karen Sorengale. Karen (laughs) Sorengale. But her name is not Karen. I don't remember what it is, but it's not Karen. It's not Karen. But I thought that was so funny and so fitting. Because she's definitely a Karen. It's Violet's mom. I don't know. Does she have a name? I'm sure. It says Tough as Talon's mother. Well, that's also accurate. Tough as Talon's mother. Um, So, yeah. So, what (laughs) what did you... How many dog bones did you give this? I have to give this, unfortunately, I have to give this only three dog bones. Three dog bones. Because, and I'll say this, I love this book. I'm excited for the sequel. I maybe will eventually one day buy a copy of Fourth Wing. But um, this, this book is good. I enjoyed it. I loved it. There were definitely moments where, of course, like I've already said, I rolled my eyes at some of the writing in it. I thought, wow, this is a little thick, a little heavy-handed, Rebecca. But <laughs> overall, I had so much fun reading it. So um, definitely three is not bad for me, but I couldn't, you know, I think of all the other books I've read that I just think are absolutely amazing. And I'm like, this is not, this is not there. And okay. It's good. It's not it bad. is good. It is good. I gave it four. Fo- <laughs> I gave it four dog bones. I did give it five when I first read it, but after talking through this podcast and kind of just thinking back on the book, it hasn't. it's not worth five. It's not worth five. I mean, I feel like there was some parts that needed some more work. I feel like we could have done with some more backstory, some more world building, a little bit more of that instead of just having that thrown to us and dialogue. Um, I think it could have been better, but overall, I feel like it was a new, fresh book on the scene Mm -hmm. i mean it was really big on tiktok it was something different it wasn't the norm of some other things i've read i'm not really big into fantasy um but i did like this i love fantasy you do love fantasy how does this compare to your other fantasy books that you've read but like you feel like it's really basic i don't think it's 
I think, I agree in some ways that it was formulaic, but again, I think I may have already said this, yeah. or it was another recording, I said what book isn't, but, you know, I think that, I think Rebecca took some really interesting choices with this story, and the way it's headed, there were plot twists I didn't see coming, and maybe these are people who were up these reviews, who they knew everything that was happening, maybe they're just smarter than I am, mm -hmm. and they could see it, and I couldn't, but... I was still surprised with this book at moments. So, yeah. you know, and I think I like other like great fantasy books, dare I say, Dune. Like this is not Dune. No. But is it good? Do I want there to be a movie or a TV show? Yes. Yeah. I love it. Absolutely. And I think too, this also focuses on a main character that has a disability. So there's also some awareness to that and kind of her struggle too. And I think that it was overall very well written. Agreed. All right. Well, again, thank you for listening to our podcast. I think our goal for this one is 100. You think we can hit there? I think so. I think we can get there. So share with your friends, share with your family, listen to it a couple times, put it on mute if you have to, just let it play. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to listen to our voices if you don't yeah. want to, but any support helps. Um, yeah. So thank you. This has been Fourth Wing by Rebecca Yaros. Thank you. Bye, y'all. Thank all. you. Bye.